Good morning. Good morning. Well, here we are again. This is the obvious brothers in case you didn't know what the heck you clicked on. I'm obvious Steve. And this is obvious John. Hey, John, how you doing? I'm well, and yourself? I'm good, John. How's uh, dry, not uh, January going? It's going okay. Is that right? So you're going to start today with the Russell, are you? No, I'm trying not to. Well, you did, but okay. So, so John, I, I've decided that today's episode will call be called Explain It to Steve, okay? Okay. Okay, so you're ready. All right, explanation. I, let's start with last week's show. We both picked 1917 to win the uh, Best Picture Award. And uh, we, we weren't right at all that if you were watching the momentum, it was like watching a game, right, John? The momentum was at, for Parasite from early on and just kind of rolled right through. Yeah, they, they, yeah. They, Par- Parasite got the Best Picture Award, John. It got a lot of awards. Yeah, it did. John, you think all those old people sat around reading uh, Parasite and said, wow, this is great stuff? No. No. Do you? Okay. No, no, John. This is why it amazes me, John. But uh, I, I didn't think uh, in, in the director, uh, producer director kind of made a big deal about getting over the the one inch, uh, <coughs> uh, the one inch barrier, as he called it on the screen. Uh, by the way, John, are they only one inch tall? I, I, I maybe they're one inch thick. Okay, well, you know, we, we're talking about going to see it this weekend because it's at the uh, the uh, Metroplex here, and and I said to my wife, "Are, are you sure you uh, you want to?" Because you know she doesn't see terribly well. She says, <laughs> "I was well, just going to mention that." She said, "She says, well, we can sit closer." And I said, "What? You going to bend back and squint, or or what? You think it's going to make the words bigger?" So uh, it's a Maybe. little problematic. So. Yeah, that one, that one uh, kind of, I was kind of wondering, and there must be some sort of buzz that everybody, I, if they didn't see it, they thought it must be good, right, sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, I think the, you know, they, from what I understand, it's, it, the movie is about the divide between the upper class and the lower class in South Korea, and it's, it's got a good point, and it's got a great story, and yeah, and I it's, think it's a thriller, well yeah. Yeah, I think I, I understand it's very well done, but just kind of an amazing, did not really fit into to what I thought. It, it is the first foreign language film to win the best picture, so it kind of went off the off the charts there, John. Yeah, I think they like doing a lot of firsts here lately is, is the goal. Is that right? Okay, so John, that's number one. Number two, we don't talk about politics much, John, uh, on this podcast. But you, and this isn't really po- uh, politics, but it's from the political arena, John. I want you to explain to me. Uh, the president and Bloomberg got into a pissing contest on Twitter yesterday, and and uh, did you see this? Do you know where I'm going with this? The president of the United States. Yeah. And, who, and oh, and Bloom, Bloom, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he yeah. said he so, was so Bloom, five foot four. And he right. said that Bloomsburg, what I think is the final comeback so far in the volley was Bloom, Bloomberg says, where I come from, we measure from the neck up. Yeah. 
What does that? Uh, can you explain that one to me? I, I think. What, he's, what the hell does that mean? I'm, I'm assuming he's talking about brains. Is that right? So it's not. It's not like uh, from from the the base of your neck up. You use a tape measure. This was some 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 metaphorical something that was over everybody's head. Well, you know, he got his little crowd to get a chuckle out of it, but yeah, of well, course. I yeah, you know, that doesn't count anymore, John. I I've seen the president get laughs from people over dumb stuff. <laughs> you wonder why the people behind are laughing, you know. But anyway, so uh, I, there's no accounting for what a crowd might do these days, especially and, at uh, a rally. Yeah, especially yeah, they get kind of. All right, so here here's number three, explanation number three. You ready, John? Yep. So so the owner of the Astros said yesterday <laughs> that, that, that we cheated, but cheating didn't affect the games. Did you hear the follow-up? Uh, what the fuck did you mean? Is that what the follow-up question was? He says, no. we, don't, we had a good team. We don't believe that it affected the outcome of the game. We won the World Series. We'll leave it at that. And then the ESPN reporter followed up with, did you just say that it did not affect the outcome of the game? This is the very, literally the very next question asked. And yeah. he said, I did not say that it didn't affect the game. Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, it was very. I've seen the sound bite several times. The, the, very Trumponian. It, oh, I mean, he literally yeah. contradicted himself within three seconds wow. of each other it was it was quite humorous and he's been getting quite ripped it was the worst attempt at an apology from the entire team not just the owner than yeah. i've ever heard well you know and, and the the funny thing is is it ironic they they had a they had a team meeting uh before they went out uh supposedly with somebody to tell them how to handle this right yeah boy you, you would be effing firing that person I would think, or maybe, maybe he's Crane's all right with the way it worked out. So whoever's in charge. Yeah. Whoever they they hired for PR. Yeah. uh, He needs to be looking for work. Damage control. They did not control the damage worth of. Yeah. Yeah. Their their spin doctor did not do well. No, no. uh, Oh man. It's just kind of painful, painful to watch. Yeah. I, I can't believe you didn't hear the whole clip where he contradicts himself right afterwards. No, no, I, 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 I heard yesterday multiple people say, why, why didn't he get suspended for a while? He's uh, the well, owner. What good is it going to do to suspend him? I, well, I, it's symbolic. Clearly, clearly, if you claim, well, the, the, okay, so at least the re- reasoning was, uh, Lunau didn't know, and he's a general manager, and you, they suspended him for a year on the basis of he should have known and should have been in control. Well, it does not apply to the owner, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think the only, I mean, I literally think the only guy that actually handled it properly is, is uh, A.J. Hinch. Yeah. You know, he, he said right from the beginning that, you know, he knew it was happening. He didn't like it. He tried to, you know, he threw a couple curveballs in their way by breaking the screen to, to try and deter it. But he didn't, you know, he, even he admitted, I didn't do enough. You know, he regretted it. I think yeah. he handled – he's the only one out of the entire organization. Well, he's not a part of the organization anymore, but I think he's yeah. the only one that actually handled it, it properly. Yeah. Well, it's, it's quite – they have not made it better, that's for sure. Uh-uh. And it's become an interesting question as to uh, 
a how how many people are going to boo them and how many pitches are going to be thrown at them, and how's this going to affect their season? Is are they There's, are they going to be psychologically damaged by this, or are they going to rally the troops and win because yeah, we're we're all in this together? I think they're still the fourth best odds. Is that saying that properly? They're still the fourth team with the best odds mm-hmm. to uh, to win the World Series. I think. Oh well, yeah. I. I mean, they do have a good team. Now yeah, they they have. They did not change that much, although losing Garrett Cole probably you would think would hurt them a few wins, right? And I don't think they filled in. You can't you can't replace him, but I don't know that they came close, did they? No, it, it'll yeah. it'll be interesting to see how much their batting average drops at home this year, also. <laughs> well, it didn't affect the games, dude. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. Yeah, you forgot. So we're on baseball. So the the big news before the Astros couldn't figure out how to handle shit <laughs> what was yeah the commissioner comes out with a proposal for for a new playoff system in MLB uh maybe starting in 2 years if he can get it in the new CBA with seven teams in the playoff John Yeah the uh, the first team uh with the best record gets a bye and then the two teams with the next best record get to choose their uh-huh. opponent in a excuse me. Gonna make it? Oh, maybe. They get to choose their opponent in a all home three game series. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, I kind of liked the. John, it's a good idea. It was one of those things where yeah. they're like spitballing, and then they just keep adding things and adding things. And, and somebody should have just said, "Whoa, you had you had a pretty good idea at the beginning there. Seven teams in the in the playoffs is not a bad idea. Give the first team a a bye into the second round, and then just seed it from the other six from there. It it doesn't make sense to do this whole. I get to choose who I want to pick. So so, so John. Not that I'm really sure that this is ever going to happen. I agree. It, aren't you just begging to get somebody fired doing that? Yeah. yeah. So, so, so you're last year's Yankees and you pick, uh, uh, I'm trying to think who they would have picked from who had the worst record. Well, if they had to pick the Red Sox, I think would have been the seventh best team in the American league last year. They pick the Red Sox, get three games at home. And you lose that series. Doesn't doesn't somebody get their head chopped yeah, off? Yeah, that wouldn't wouldn't have went Maybe well. Literally. And and you're yeah. correct. It was the Red Sox would have been the uh, no. It would have been the Indians. Oh well, the Indians is even a better example because, as somebody pointed out uh, in in discussing how valid this was, Kluber came back late in the season for the Indians. And nobody would have wanted to face a one-two punch of him and Carrasco and Clevenger uh, pitching against him. Might have won a short series like that against even the Yankees. So, uh, anyway, it's it just begging to get somebody fired. So, John, you like this idea? I like the idea of seven playoff teams. I don't like the idea of, yeah. of 
of this whole get to pick who you play thing. I mean, just just yeah. play it out the way it needs to be played out. I I, I just feel seven's getting you awful close to half the teams are in. It just waters everything down, and then you get you know an eighty-two win team against a you know hundred and two win team, and boy, that's fun. So I yeah, I'm just not. I know know why they did it. I've heard you know attendance is down seven years in a row, and they're trying to make some uh, teams that would finish back in a pack, you know, uh, more interesting, deeper into the season. But uh, it's just, I guess I'm an old fogey. I'm not even sure I like the five game playoff thing, but or five team thing. But call call me silly. Yeah, silly. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I I know there's a lot of drama to the one game playoff they have now, but it is kind of especially if you're the the four seed with a home game and you get beat, you've done a lot of work to to not go very far. Haven't yeah, you? I think the play, one game playoff is is asinine in my opinion. Every other series is a seven game series, but you have a one game playoff. Yeah, well. I think I think they do that because they don't want to spend too many days. And as somebody pointed out, they're going to be playing in mid-November with, with the new seven-team thing because of the extra games added. So, oh well, that that's fun. But by the way, uh, since we don't have the seven-team thing, the Red Sox gave away their best player, and we didn't talk about it last week. Maybe huh? maybe two of their best five players. Yeah. Definitely two of their top uh, 10 players. Okay, I might give you that. I'll give you that. I, I'm not sure where Price is in his career at this point. but I think he's still got uh, enough in the tank. Yeah, uh, left-handed starting pitching is not easy to come by. So, And I think he's 34, so that's probably not anywhere near done. And he's so, going to be like the fourth guy in their rotation. He's not a, That's a yeah. pretty good fourth guy in the rotation, I think. Yeah, well, they have a pretty good rotation, so there you go. Uh, okay, Let, let's just establish this. Mookie Betts is the second best player in baseball, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so he's still on his rookie contract. And they made him some offers that he did not take. And he would be a free agent after this season. So they decided, since he wouldn't bite on their initial offers, that it was better to get a uh, sh- shitty, uh, probably not even going to play outfielder for him than nothing. Yeah, I think that's the, I mean, I guess than nothing is the is the key word there, but I feel like it was almost nothing. I yeah. mean, it, it's a great, I don't... This isn't even if you compare this as who won this deal. I mean, it's not even close. I mean, the the Dodgers right. absolutely smoked this deal. And if this right. is a team that's been you know nudged out of the World Series the last two years, yeah, you can't help but think this is a nudge in the right direction. Yeah, especially with a guy that's right. going to bat, you know, that's got his, you know, whatever his ob on base percentage is pretty high his slugging percentage is like 1.4 or something like that isn't it 
it's pretty high. He had, he had the second highest war in baseball over the last four years. So, uh, so he's pretty he's he, pretty he's, solid. He's, he's bet yeah he's better than by by several games better than anybody else they were putting out there. He's better than Jock Peterson. Uh, I guess there's a money angle to it that they get to dump part of Price's contract, and and of course they they now don't have to give Mookie thirty million or something uh, in 2021, but. Uh, uh, it just, it really does feel like a lopsided deal, and it really feels like it tilts the National League even worse. Yeah, I mean we we can hate the Dodgers more now, right? I guess so. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I know I said we were going. Dakota came out about picking wins. It, it has the Dodgers with a hundred and three wins. So uh, the all the metrics are like they are off the charts. You know, that's like five wins more than anybody else in baseball is going to have. So, um, so where do you think, uh, where where do you think Peterson goes? Is he going to go to the angels? Uh, well, I, I I don't see why not really. It's just a matter of retooling the trade, right? Yeah. I mean, they're not going to keep him. They have, you know, he's kind of expensive, and they have no – he's like the fifth outfielder at this point. So – and I, I don't – he's never quite been what they hoped he would be. He, he showed some promises. He won the rookie of the year and uh, showed a lot of promise, but he's never uh, he's never really put it together to be the star that they wanted him to be. So, yeah, he's going somewhere. Yeah, the number two place, uh, according to CBS Sports page, number one is the Indians. Number two is the Cardinals. Number three is the Blue Jays. Four is the Angels. Five is the Athletics, and six is the Rangers. Hey, where, where do they? Okay, where do they get this shit? The car, the Cardinals have more outfielders than they know what to do with. You know, they traded two outfielders both of whom look like they could be, might be major leaguers this year. Martinez to, and to the, Perez Arena. Right. They, they traded both of them to get a, a pitcher who probably isn't even pitching for the major league team this year, uh, who is like the Ray's number one pick and is like one of the top 10 pitching prospects in, in, in minor league baseball. So they had, I don't know how many guys they have in camp can play outfield, so I don't see why Peterson. Why would they would they would trade anything to get Peterson? It just makes isn't he? No wouldn't s- you consider him an upgrade over your existing outfield though? No. Okay. I mean, I mean, do you have his numbers up in front of you? I don't. I mean, no. uh, well, okay. yeah. Um, I mean, last year he batted two forty nine. 74 RBI, mm-hmm. 74 RBIs, 36 home runs. So that's not anything to he's get got, to get too excited. Right. He's got left-handed power, but he's never he's never hit for much of an average or I, I think his OPS is shitty too because he doesn't walk much if I remember right. So and and is he is, do we think he's a plus defender? Probably not. Right. So I, 
unless it's just because he's got a power left-handed bat. He played, uh, but, but yeah, he plays a lot of uh, plays a lot of games though. I mean, he's reliable. Well, great. All right. Well, I, I just I, I can't believe the Cardinals are a fit. So, so how you're, you know, did you look at the Pakota, uh, you know, run down, see that your Cubs are at 85? Yeah, that's about right, I guess. I mean, I don't feel like they've, is that, is that right? I don't think they've done anything to get, to make me too excited. Um, okay. Okay. Especially it depends on what happens with KB, so. Now, I don't think he's going anywhere based on where they're at now. It's a little late, isn't it? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, camp, the real players, uh, everyday players, come in this coming week. So so the flip side of that is, John, they're at 85, but, you know, they're not in first place in the Central. No. Dakota thinks the Reds are. Yeah, the Reds made some moves. I don't know if I'm buying it, but. Okay, well, that's the question. Are you buying that? No. Buy it or sell, and the Reds win in the Central. I'm selling. Okay, so am I. I'm, I got I got to see it because I didn't think, you know, they made a lot of moves. I didn't really think any of them were that big a bang. So I think, you know, I think what's what do they have Milwaukee at? Because I think they have a fall off this year. Uh, I in the low eighties. Yeah. Because they had the car, they had the Cardinals at eighty. Hmm. Okay, so yeah, the Cardinal the Cardinals are going fall off too. I, I think so. There you go. There we probably have spent too much time on baseball. Yeah. We've lost our audience. I just at some point. I just heard a all five phones shut off. Hey, you know our our, our listenership's been up the last couple of weeks. I don't know what the hell. Good. Yeah, must have been all that Oscar can, talk. I wonder if I can cut this and put the baseball at the end, or just leave it out and uh, <laughs> and, and do all right. Hey, John, I, I have an email from from one of, one of one of our listeners. Okay, yeah, or or at least I'm saying I do. So the question was: You guys talk a lot about basketball and basketball games. Do you actually bet on college basketball regularly during the season? Uh, is, is, by the way, is betting legal in Texas? Betting's legal pretty much everywhere now, I think. Oh, did the Texas legislature legalize gambling on sports? Sports gambling? You know, I don't know. No. No. You, you know, yeah, okay. I, but I, I, think I can the still do. No, John. So. But I can do DraftKings. Can you? Can you? I can. Out, out of some, some island someplace? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or, or some, some, some country in, in Europe you can't really name or find on a map? Correct. Yeah. Azerbaijan. Yeah. So, John, uh, do we actually bet, admit to betting on college basketball uh, during the season? Well, I don't actually do any real betting, period. So, oh. I know you do. Do you? Well, good. Good that you've given me up there. God, talk about co-conspirators folding like a tent in the wind. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, John. But yeah, so you don't? No, I don't. No, you just you just tell me what to do. Yeah, I'm just here to make you money. 
Is that right? It has not been working that way, John. No, I had a I had a bad weekend last weekend on my predictions. Yeah, yeah. So so yet um, I, I guess I guess it's strange that I thought this would be the other way around that I am the one who who uh, admits that occasionally I will bet if I have a real good feel for a game. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it's true that I always bet if you and I agree, but. Uh, that that helps to confirm. Like last night, I don't think we agreed on the game, did we? No, no. The Iowa Indiana game, we we texted back and forth. The line was, I told you one and a half. I think by the game, it was three. three according to it. IE was three a three point favorite, and the over under was a one forty nine. And I would have taken. Uh, I would have been all over Iowa to cover and the under. Yeah, you'd have gotten smoked two ways. That would have been a double whammy. Yeah, du- double double no parlay, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, I, I, uh, Iowa the, is hard to tell anymore. Iowa does not play well on the road. They've only beaten Northwestern on the road. Uh, they give up a lot of points on the road. Of course, they're a high-scoring team anyway, highest scoring in the Big Ten, I think. So. Anyway, so the answer to the question is, it seems uh, I do more regularly than John does. So John, John saves all his money for the NFL to lose it on them. Hey, I've done pretty well in the if, NFL. If, if, if betting were legal. If betting were legal in Texas. Right. Yeah. But, but we, we will both find, be in at least one, maybe two pools for the NCAA tournament in brackets. Right, John? Mm-hmm. Correct. Right. So next month. All right. All right, John. Uh, bracket uh, bracketology here. Uh, 16 teams. The uh, committee uh, did their thing and put on the board uh, last Saturday. I think the big uh, surprise with it is that Michigan State was in the uh, top 16 and they made them look good by going out and losing within half an hour of the, of the uh, pick show. So uh, there you go. Uh, anything else on the board that surprised you, John? Somebody who wasn't in, somebody who was out. Uh, somebody. I mean, no. Overseated, underseated. No, not really. I mean, again, I, I think this is the the too early to talk about stuff, but um, nothing too crazy that that I saw that was. Uh, erroneous you know like you said michigan state being in then losing but then they won a good game at on the road in the middle of the week so um the the big 10 is very confusing they 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 did but did you see the finish i don't think they should have but i guess that's well they had a big lead so well it came down to the end and the guy fumbled the ball away with six seconds left you know that right yeah that's the way i mean that's basketball yeah, fumble. Yeah, you got you got to execute and and score that. You only need a two pointer to win with six seconds left. And your point guard, your ball handler's got the ball in his hand. He's not supposed to stumble, fall down, and and let it roll away from him. So okay, so there's not much to talk about there. John thinks it's too early. Hey, John, I have to change. Well, I don't have to, but one of my final four teams lost again last week, or or yeah. Last week, this week, uh, Louisville lost fairly conclusively at Georgia Tech, which is a really bad loss. Mm-hmm. 
So there, there you go. Here I am again, John. I, I, I guess I did this so we could watch me every week flip around and you could stick with the four you have and, and uh, go from there, right? Correct. Yeah, because uh, you, you're, you're a genius, John. So we, we all are aware, right? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <coughs> okay, genius. So Louisville lost. I'm going, I'm going to put Auburn in their place. And that means I, I currently have Auburn, Maryland, Gonzaga, and uh, Baylor. Okay. And what's my five, four? I have Kansas, Baylor. No. No, I don't no. Have, I don't have Kansas. No, you have Baylor, Gonzaga, Duke, and uh, San Diego State. I'll stay with it for another week. Who you? Who you? What are you going to do here? Uh, I might take Duke out. Really? Uh, Well, and I like the way Auburn's been playing. Do you? I like the way Auburn's been playing too. But you know, I put them in, so they'll lose this week. And I've been. Getting concerned. I think we talked about this a little bit last week. You know, San Diego State is not going to have a challenge in their schedule until the tournament comes around. Yeah, somebody was trying to pitch that their next game would be uh, be tricky, but I I, I, I I don't see anything on their schedule that should be halfway scary. At Boise State? Uh, uh, where are they at here? At Boise State's their next game. They're seventeen and nine. Well, I mean that's yeah. might be probably. I guess I would agree. It's probably going to be their toughest game to finish the season. Uh, I'm looking here. They are. Well, I don't have a. Even though they beat them by almost twenty at home, beat them by eighteen at home a month ago. Yeah, I do not. I don't see a, a a line. I think I think they're double digit favorites uh, the rest of the way. It's got I'm, so here's the I mean they're they they got UNLV at home, Colorado State at home, Nevada who's sixteen and ten on the road, and that's their last regular season game. Yeah, this is this is this is their biggest you know based on the record of the other team. This is the best team they play on the road. So, yeah, there you go. I mean, if, so. if I were to pick a game, it might be challenging to be UNLB because that's the only team that's actually even come within close of them this season. And that was at yeah. San Diego. No, that was at UNLB. They beat UNLB right. 71-67. Yeah, that's a pretty, pretty tight game. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, so you're you're not adjusting, but you're thinking about others because you're not sure about your San Diego State pick. Yeah, I, in, the, in the long run. Okay. I, I, well, I hope they get challenged. I'd like to see them play a, a close game here at the end and see how they. I'd like to see them down with ten minutes left to go in the game and see how they perform. Then, yeah. then maybe I can, uh, I can have a little more faith in them. But right now, I'm gonna leave them in. But we'll see. Okay, so uh, a couple teams to talk about here, although we're over our usual 30-minute uh, TikTok. Uh, Kansas won a big game the other night at West Virginia. Mm. Yeah? Yep. 
And you, you actually called that one, right? I did. I didn't believe you. I did. Yeah. So is West Virginia really not that good? No, I don't think they are. Okay. So they play at Baylor tomorrow. Are they winning that game at Baylor? No. West Virginia? No. 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 You think Baylor's the, the real deal? I do like Baylor, yes. Okay. So, so you think West Virginia is clearly the number three team in the Big 12? Clearly. Definitely. Okay. Uh, and uh, were you awake last night to watch Oregon and Colorado? No. No, you didn't. It, uh, it was, uh, you know, I, I watched the Thursday night game on ESPN from the Pac-12 for one reason. You know what it is? Bill Walton. Bill Walton. Walton's world. Oh, God. Was, <laughs> did he lick, uh, and, did he lick a it, camera or anything last night? Uh, well, okay. I'll, I'm going to tell you what he did. It not, you know, he licked the guy's tie uh, the last time I, I was watching. And, and uh, okay, I'll go on with this story. So, I don't know what. Before I turned it on, Jason Benetti said, I have something on my tie. And Walton says, well, let me see what it is and licks it on camera right yeah and he licks it a second time and benetti is like you're crazy man so i see benetti doing a game on saturday this is thursday night right saturday he says to the color guy and you, they get in a conversation about walton lick my tie you know he licked your tie and he looks the guy color guy says that's a good looking tie that looks like it's lickable and benetti says don't be crazy well the guy licks his tie so it comes kind of a thing with Jason Benetti having people licking his ties as he's doing the play-by-play college basketball game. It's just so it's weird. Weirder than shit. It's just so right? weird. It is. So, you know, this week it was ESPN's crossover games, which I will complain about, but we're over the time limit, right? So Mark Jackson was doing the game with whoever it was and Walton and uh, Walton kept saying that Jackson was like the greatest player since God. So uh, it was pretty funny and rhapsodizing here and there. Well, they get to, to halftime, they come back from halftime and they're, you know, they do that, you know, the picture of them sitting there, right? Mm-hmm. Walt, Walton's sitting there and they all have uh, stat sheets and, and Jackson's looking at his and the, the play-by-play guy says, well, what do you see on the sheet? And Walton r- takes it out of his hand, rips it in half, throws it away, and says, what do you need stats for? It's a game of basketball. You know how it goes. You dribble, you shoot, you play defense, you rebound. That, you don't need the stat sheet. You know how this works. So, And, and uh, the, the, the play-by-play guy says, yes, that's the kind of analysis you get on these broadcast uh, people. <laughs> He's actually pretty good. I mean, he's not statty, but he's he's pretty good about talking about flow of the game and what needs to be done. And yeah, uh, you know, he he wraps it. He goes into stuff like you know, you gotta you if you're gonna win the, the league, like Colorado was in the lead of the league till last night. You gotta come in here and win this game. You gotta claim your championship. This is you know, this is about championships. You gotta show what you're made of. And they didn't last night. They ended up folding late and losing the game at Oregon, and now they're tied. Yeah, they blew a, but it's blew like, a nine you know, point. He, he's pretty good about feeling the game and, and everything, but you don't you don't get a lot of uh, analytics out of Bill. No, you know? and he and I'll I mean he brings viewers to the games, those late games, those West Coast games, um, and I think that's good. I don't 
I honestly don't think it's an act. I think the guy is literally that crazy. Um, mm -hmm. He really is. He's a, he's a hippie from San yeah. Diego and yeah, he's, he, he loves life. And, you know, last night they had Jackson had him quacking like a duck, obviously at, at Oregon. And then for some reason he was barking like a dog <laughs> and, and, uh, and he had Jackson doing it. And the, the, the play by play guy goes, no, you're not doing it. He says, come on. You know, I need a, I need a straight <laughs> yeah, guy here. I need somebody <laughs> sane in this conversation. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so he's Walton's, you know, he just, you know, every place they go, he, he clearly loves the PAC 12 in that part of the country yep. and how beautiful it is. And he loves the campuses and, and everything. So he's, he is a great PAC 12, uh, you know, Could you, uh, spokesperson, uh, even though he's, he's pretty damn goofy. So could you imagine like playing around a golf or having a dinner or spending an evening with like Bill Murray and, uh, Bill Walton? Oh, I'd be, yeah. Um, uh, I, 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 I would need drugs. Yeah, yeah, it would be one of the craziest nights ever. Yeah. And you wouldn't even need yeah, any well, alcohol or drugs to make it funny. It would just be freaking hilarious. From No, but you need something afterwards because your brain would probably hurt. It yeah. would probably melt in your in your yeah. head. Yeah. So, yeah, because they just, uh, both of them just ripped. You just don't know where they're going. Oh, man. Yeah, of course, he's, he was talking about that, you know, Oregon has the best basketball player in the, in the country, a women's player. And he just kept calling his Sabrina, Sabrina. She's so good. You've got to say it twice. And, and the play-by-play -play guy says, you got to tell her who you tell people who this is. They don't know who you're talking about. And, and uh, he finally said, uh, Sabrina, man, I choked on it. Didn't I? Sure did. You know her name? <laughs> no, sir. Yeah. In, anyway, anyway. So, so yeah, she's uh, averages triple double is, you know, uh, first women's player to have 2,000 points, 700 rebounds, 500 assists, yeah, you know, great, great player and everything. So he's doing this and the, the guy, uh, Sabonis is her last name, I think. Yeah. So um, anyway, so he just, you know, he's sitting there and he suddenly decides he's going to talk about her in the middle of the game, right? Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of the way he does. So here we are. Uh, we did. I open with Happy Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, Happy Valentine's Day. I don't know why we're yeah, saying that or, to each or, other. Or, or, or Palentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, right? there you go. So if yeah. the ladies can have Valentine's Day, we can have Palentine's okay. Day, right? Okay, there you go. So we we we've Palentined enough. We can. Uh, we didn't even talk about the XFL. The who? The XFL. It was entertaining. Was it? Good. Hmm. Is it actually on TV? Yeah, they all games are televised. All all games. Yep. You mean they play more than one? Yeah, there's two a day. Two a day. Wow. It was good. The rules change. I like. There's there's a couple. You need to watch a game. The no. the football itself, I'm not gonna lie, is a little subpar. All right. I mean, but this is early. We'll see if these teams can start gelling. Obviously, clearly the QB play is is not up to snuff. But so Landry Jones didn't look like he didn't Pat he didn't play last week. He didn't play. He's still he was still injured. So he's supposed to get his first start this week. Oh, 
Damn. But they have a couple of fun rules. I like the idea that the coaches are mic'd up the whole time so you can hear them calling plays. All players on both offense and defense all have mics in their helmet. So you're not just talking to like your your middle linebacker who's the QB of your defense or your QB. You're talking to the entire offense. So, you know, when there was a play with Cordell Jones that they've been running in practice, I guess, that you know, that they end up throwing for a <laughs> touchdown on. And the <laughs> wide receiver's last name is Lee. And uh, the coach is, you know, he calls a play and he's like, be patiently, be patiently. And, uh, you know, they throw the play and they run it perfect. And they asked him, you know, they asked Cordell what, or Cardell what, what the deal was with that. And he explained that, you know, that he kind of overran his route in practice and it worked out perfectly. And it was, it, it's kind of cool. The, okay. I like the kickoff rule. Um, that's pretty interesting. Um, yeah. And I like, if I had any idea what it was, it would be really interesting. The, the teams line up the 11 or the 10 players line up f- five yards apart from each other, like a line of scrimmage all the way across the field. Yeah. And, you know, the kicker kicks from the 35, you know, the guy that's receiving it is back there unless you have two receivers back there and they, yeah. they can't, the, the front lines can't move until um, the ball is kicked or until yeah. it passes over their head. So as soon as the ball goes over their head, then they can move and like block and try and pursue. And yeah. it, it, it does prevent the, the, collisions like the nfl has been trying to prevent it actually makes kickoffs somewhat entertaining yeah uh the extra point rule is is interesting they can go for one there's no no kicking of extra points so you get a one point conversion from the two yard line you get a two point conversion from the five i believe and a three point conversion from the 10 which i have to check that but there's there's three different spots that you can get and you can get one, two or three points. And uh, so that can make things interesting towards the end of games if teams are behind. So there's a couple of cool rules. Um, Like I said, the play is a little subpar. It's it is. I'm not going to lie. It's a little tough to watch as far as um, actual gameplay, but the, they make it entertaining by having uh, people mic'd up and, and getting to see some, and you can throw two forward passes. Did you know that? No. So you can have like your, you can run like a true um, wildcat formation, have your running back behind the center and shotgun formation, have your white or your QB off to the, as a wide receiver, throw a quick pass to your QB. And then if you have a guy sprinting down the other sideline, he can throw another forward pass down the field. Yeah. So I bet that works a lot. I, then nobody attempted it last week. <laughs> So there might be a reason for that. As they say, there might be a reason you're open for that shot. There, right? There's a couple of, uh, I mean, they, they ran some trick plays and it'll be fun. I, I think you need to, okay. you need to watch a game, watch one, at least yeah. watch one quarter of a game this weekend. That's your, that's your homework. No, I'm going to go to the movies and read. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to read. Okay. You're going to have to read out loud. So my sister can, can, <laughs> Oh, ouch. Oh, that's, yeah, that's fine. You think that'll bother people? Of course, we'll be the only one in the theater. Probably. Anyway, all right, John, in the longest show ever, uh, here we go. So uh, have a good weekend, John. You too. Have a great weekend. Okay. Tiger watch. Tiger watch. Bye. Bye.